DraftKings.com. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. Hour number two, 11.05 on a Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. We take you up until, well, toward the top of the hour in 15 minutes. Our friend Wade Looking, Bill, he will join us. We'll get back into Iowa and Michigan tonight. Again, that game tips off at 6 o'clock. Uh, who's Dickie V's partner? Sh- not Shulman tonight. No, is it's it? not. Is it? Oh, I wish it was Shulman. It's the other guy. Oh, Vitel's got the color. Yes. Uh, and uh, it was Wischusen? That's I what the crew is. was last time when they were together. I think yeah. it's Bob Wischusen and Dickie V have the game tonight. But Bobby Hansen and Gary Dolphin have the game down the hall on News Radio 1040 WHO. So if you can't be in front of your television to watch the game, uh, you can turn on the radio and there it will be. So we'll get into that with Wade Looking Bill. And then Teddy Greenstein's going to join us. It is Shulman. It is Shulman Shulman tonight. and Dickie V. Bang. That's from the game notes from the University of Iowa. Perfect. Thank you for that uh, correction. That's, uh, that's good. Yes. You know, when you, when you watch a Vitel game, and he does wonderful work, I'm not minimizing the work that he's doing. Honestly, I'm going to sound like I am, but that's not my intent. It's kind of infomercial-y with everything he's got. And again, it's child, children's cancer. Yeah, right. And maybe it's more so if the game gets out of hand. It does, yeah. Like the Wisconsin game last week. Is that what it was? Yeah. Um, Where I was blowing them out late, and yeah. we're going to give another plug to the book. Right, 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 right. I'm right. cool with it. I love Dickie V. And no, much, I'm not saying much like John Madden. Mm-hmm. Late in his career, there were so many. There were a lot of people making fun of him. Were yeah. because likely Corso. Yes, mm-hmm. you become kind of a caricature of yourself. Sure, yep. and that's when you have a a bit that that happens later. Like Raffery. Yes, I'm, absolutely. I'm, the nylon. The yes. Kiss. All of that. Send it in. Mendeman. Right. To kick off the game. That happens as you age, but I love it. Do you? I, I still enjoy it. I loved Madden at the end. And I know no, he I said too. I'm the exact you. same things over and over, and it was the same troops that, tropes that he would hit Get time and time puppies again. in order. Yeah, every one of them, and I loved it. <laughs> because, yes, there was... soon they'll be gone, right? Right. Yeah. And, and that's what it got to me. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, there was a time where I was annoyed by it. Mm-hmm. And... I said, man, this guy sucks anymore. Right. And same thing with Dickie V. Is he as sharp as he wants? Because as an analyst, you go back and watch some of those old games. Terrific. Incredibly good. Learned a lot. Yep. And it evolved into more about caricature. Yeah. The the phrases, and that's more what it was than actually breaking down basketball. But we're not going to have him forever. No. We're not going to have Lee Corso. And Lee is not what he once was, but I still. Jackson, Brent Musburger. Yes. Celebrate that. College football voices. Vern Lundquist. Those guys are part of it. Yeah. And I don't want to push him out. No, I'm not killing Dickie V. I'm not uh, just. It's just the. And I don't think tonight's going to be a blowout. I don't. But if it does, it kind of turns. And yeah. again, the causes that he's doing, how can he criticize? So shut up, Miller, and move on. <laughs> and so we will. Uh, so we'll, uh, we're going to talk to Teddy Greenstein coming up from Points Bet. 
and look forward to speaking with him in about uh, a half an hour from now. It's a uh, we don't endorse them. We're, we're DraftKings guys, but mm-hmm. they're they're in the state, and uh, so twofold. A we like Teddy. It's it's good that we could get him on, uh, and we'll do that. We'll ask him about the. Um, Chicago Tribune purchased by a hedge fund, and when that happens, normally that's not good for the uh, for the newspaper business. And the Chicago Tribune was a staple for the longest, longest time. All right, NFL conversation. Russell Wilson's trying to work his way out of Seattle. Apparently, that uh, Deshaun Watson wants out. Uh, Russell Wilson wants out. Dak Prescott may or may not want out. So there's some big-name quarterbacks. You know, we talked yesterday about the, what did Schefter say, 15 to 18, and that seemingly was a big, big number. When you But when you factor in maybe five or six first round, by the way, your Bears are getting Mac Jones. I'm telling you. Gross. He's not. He's okay. Well, they don't need okay. <laughs> but he might turn into be better than okay. How? Well, you said the same about Patrick Mahomes, to be fair, Mr. Quarterback Whisperer. Well... Okay, I got one wrong. You no, you got two wrong. You're wrong on Matt Jones. Matt Jones, you think is going to be? A, I don't know. I'm you not think he's going to be a Hall of Famer? No, I don't. He's going to win a Super Bowl with the Chicago Bears. He, is Aaron Rodgers going to retire ever? I think he could take a dozen quarterbacks in college football, and they could have put up the numbers that he did at Alabama. But he only had one guy. <laughs> only one guy. Yeah, but the year before, look well, what he had—the best offensive line in the country. He had one of the best line. running backs in the country. Well, he did have Najee Harris. Yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> He had one guy. Come on. But one receiver. He had more than one receiver. Who's the white dude? The white receiver. That guy's good. For uh, Alabama. I can't think of the, the guy's tight name. No, I don't remember. Number 14, I think it was. Whatever. Okay. Yes. Yeah, one, but look elite. at last year. <laughs> right. Look at Tua's guys that he had catching football. And look at Tua without having that He's level of mediocre. talent. Yeah. It has but not Matt been the But Matt Jones put up better numbers with fewer... He didn't have a Henry Ruggs, or he didn't have a Jerry Judy, or he didn't have a Jalen Waddle, or a uh, uh, who are we missing? Harris. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Anyways, uh, Russell Wilson. They want three first round picks and a player. And you a player. Up, okay. Are you giving up three first round picks and a player? Yes. And that player is not, if it's the Jets, is not Sam Darnold. Yes, I am giving up. Are you for him? For him. Would yes. you? How old is he now? Got to be thirty-two. Is he that old? I think so. Has he that been in the league that long? Russell Wilson is thirty-two. He's thirty-two. You're right on the money. Yeah, I'm giving up for him, for Watson, for Watson for sure because he's younger. But Russell Wilson has. Is as good a deep, he's as, as accurate a deep passer that I've ever seen play the game. Three, period. four, five, six great years left. For three first round picks? Yeah. You can build, you can supplement, you can, if you have a quarterback, you have a chance. Yeah. I've heard that before <laughs> from somebody uh-huh. I'm looking at right now. Yeah, kind of like uh, nylon and send it in. <laughs> I've heard that one before. Yep. yep. And if you're the Bears, you don't have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You don't have a chance. Right. You're not going to win. Yes, you do that. Yes, you roll the dice. Is it simplistic? Is it just the easiest conversation? Well, you do whatever it takes to get a quarterback. Yeah, but that's also the reality. And the other part is, remember in the NFL, this isn't like the NBA where you can be trading your 2028 first right. round right. pick. That is not the case in the NFL. The most you can give away is the next three years. Right. 
So that's and, the but, max. And you can now trade supplemental, which you couldn't play, right. trade with, with the last couple of years. I think that's changed. So because of that, there's there's almost a limit of uh-huh. what you can ask for. Mm-hmm. Hit the limit. Wonder what's going wrong. What, what's it, what uh, went wrong in Seattle? I thought he'd be one of those guys that would finish his career there. Did you see the report from today from Florio, Mike Florio, of Pro Football Talk? Uh, no. Russell Wilson stormed out of a meeting with Seahawks officials today. After his ideas for fixing Seattle's offense were dismissed, so they had him into like similarly with uh, what they did with Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. They had a tete a tete with him, and Russell Wilson came in and stormed out. Is that what Florio is reporting? That is what it is. Uh, apparently, there's a long form uh, conversation and piece from the Athletic talking a little bit more in depth about it. But yeah. Comes in with the coaching staff. What are we going to do to make mm-hmm. this offense better? What are we going to do to make it click? And he storms out. Mm. That is not certainly the persona that we're used to seeing, too, with well, Russell Wilson. No, that's true. He seems like a really a team guy, right? right? But he's got one of the most dynamic wide receivers in the game in Metcalf. And Lockett's not awful. Is it the offensive line? That has been a problem, and they really have not spent ever for that offensive mm-hmm. line. Yeah, because they, they had the, the Legion of Doom that they had to pay on the other side of the football. But I think also the part of it is just... And he cashed in, too. I mean, right, they could do yeah. those things when he was on his rookie deal, which wasn't too long ago. But the Pete Carroll aspect of this, he is still, as much as we still think of Pete Carroll as a fun-loving goofball on the sidelines, he's old school, especially when it pertains to the offensive side. He's a defensive guy, and he wants his offense to supplement what they do on that side of the football. He but, wants to prop up the defense yeah. as much as possible, and that means running the football. Even if you don't have an offensive line or running game that should, and you have Russell Wilson, it's still mm-hmm. ball control, old Carson school Carson and Penny, the running backs, right? Yeah. Um, see, I see when I see Pete Carroll, I see an older version of Russell Wilson, kind of that raw, raw, mm-hmm. you know, that raw, raw guy. Well, it's, it's wrong. So you think, uh, do uh, are the Bears rumored? Has Florio's report got any... Because I've seen the Saints, mm-hmm. and Drew Brees is yet to make up his mind. Now, if they trade for Russell Wilson, obviously they're going to make Drew Brees' mind up for him. You're right. <laughs> um, if you want to make your announcement, do it today, because tomorrow we're going to announce that we're bringing in Russell Wilson. I'm reading this uh, report a little bit more. Pete Carroll freaked out after a turnover fest uh, against the Bills. Four from Wilson earlier in the season. Another subpar performance against the Rams. So it sounds like also... His skills are deteriorating a little bit? No, I think Pete Carroll may be being a little more tough on Russell Wilson. And maybe that's leading to this too. So he doesn't like being coached. So he's he's a malcontent. You still want him for three first-round yep. picks? <laughs> if I could give you four, I'd give you four. All right. I want to see a competent quarterback I in never your lifetime. have. I am 40 years old. Mm-hmm. Unless... In six weeks, I will be 41, and I have still never seen... Well, Jay Cutler was close. No, he wasn't. Yes, that guy stunk. He has a million-dollar arm. Or in a 10-cent brain. Okay, Come there's on. that. Jay Cutler. You know, I was uh, I was really down when the Broncos traded him. I really was. I loved, Worked out pretty well, huh? No, well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I thought, just watching him throw the football. And Shanahan never interviewed him. Prior to the draft. Really? Never once. And no mocks had him going to Denver. I remember that part of it, yeah. Nobody. Cause that Shanahan, it was a huge surprise. Right, because he didn't let on that they were in the quarterback market. And grabbed Jay Cutler and watching this guy's, well, watching the ball come out of his hand. And I love a big arm, and man, he had one. And my squad set. 
And he soon became a member of your squad. Anyways, Wade Looking, Bill, will join the program next. We'll get back more into this Michigan-Iowa game tonight. A 6 o'clock tip-off. Numbers 5.5. By the way, Teddy Greenstein uh, just uh, texted me. I want to get this right. Uh, 92% of the money thus far at points bet on Michigan. Oh, fade the public? 92% 92% of the dough coming in at points bet is on the Wolverines per Teddy Greenstein and will join us in about 25 minutes. Time for another $1,000 slam dunk. Text the keyword HOPE to 200. 200 right now. It's your chance to win $1,000. That's HOPE to 200, 200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, Wade Looking Bill joins us next. We take you up until noon, just before Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106. We haven't quite hit March, but that doesn't mean college basketball fun has to wait. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all new players a chance to cash $100. Check this out. New customers bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. And if your team knocks it home, boom, bang, $100. All it takes, one three-pointer to be hit by your chosen team to turn $1 into $100. Sounds like a no-brainer. Now, this slam dunk offer won't be around forever, so head to the App Store now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and get in on all the action. Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KXNO for your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. Must be 21 or older, Iowa only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. Winners paid out in four $25 free bets. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. You can see it. Picture it. The building you've always wanted. An expansion of your existing business. A new retail center where your growth really begins to take off. You've got the vision, but now what? Now you connect with Graphite Construction Group. Formerly Roshan Corporation of Iowa, Graphite Construction Group is the partner you want to match your vision. From the moment you first connect to long after the build is complete, nobody does it better than Graphite Construction Group. See why at Graphite GR. So the 2021 Spring Polar Plunge for Special Olympics Iowa is right around the corner. Registration is happening right now on the Special Olympics website, soiowa.org slash plunge. The event will take place on Saturday, April 17th at Lake Aquabi in Warren County. And if you're interested in joining the fun but don't want to leave your home, that's okay too. Register to take the plunge virtually and help out Special Olympics Iowa. More information, soiowa.org slash plunge. Condon, welcome back. 11.25 on a Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 on the FM dial. Let's get our friend Wade Looking Bill in here. It's Michigan, it's Iowa, uh, and the anticipation is uh, certainly palpable. I was just telling Wade, it's going to be a long afternoon. It is, isn't it? Yeah. And the weeks have been flying by. 
Not the days have been flying by. I think it's going to be long. At least the sun's shining. Well, that's a good point, Wade. <laughs> yes. That's right. Yeah. It's not like it's, it's 20 below thing. like it could have been. By the way, Trent, you've got yeah. uh, you've got a game that's about to tip off. Uh, are you down? Uh, there's uh, a Western Michigan, my uh, Miami of Ohio. Yeah, I got the points got in Western Michigan. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> uh, Wait, let's uh, let's uh, let's talk. Well, let's go back before we go forward. And of course, Luca Garza um, is now the all-time leading scorer, beating a. Uh, a t- former teammate of yours, Roy Marble, who yep. you guys crossed paths for what? Your freshman year, correct? One year. Freshman One year. year. I was I was on the floor. I was on the floor when Roy broke the record. Really? In Wisconsin, and it, it was at home. Yeah. He came down the lane, and it, and it was a massive one-handed dunk. And he, um, they stopped the game at that time, I think. And he he took the ball and gave it to his father. Wow, and they had to get another game ball, and we kept playing. Yeah, <laughs> that's a cool story. Now, didn't he write a book? We had him on. What's the bowling alley that burnt down here in Des Moines? A Plaza Lanes. Plaza Lanes. Yeah, he he came uh, he came uh, to Des Moines uh, promoting something. I think it was a book, and uh, sat it in uh, with our yeah, afternoon yeah. show for like an hour. Uh, incredibly informative to talk to. Yeah, yeah. Just just you know, grew up you know Flint, Michigan. You know, yep. was one of those first. Flint guys, you know, the Iowa got and Iowa State, and then they, a lot of them ended up going to Michigan State, you know, with Mateen Cleves and those guys, but um, I was fortunate enough to play with Roy one year, mm-hmm. and he was a true warrior, just a, a tough guy. Um, you know, he he was more of a inside athlete scoring threat, but then his senior year, that's when, you know, the, the, the three-point shot became more in, in vogue, mm. um, and he really worked at that that summer before his senior year and got to be a, a pretty good outside shooter and, and was a first round draft pick, I, I think by the Hawks and kind of bumped around for a while. And, you know, just with his family and, and all that stuff and just his son. And, and I, I, I think he and, and Roy Devon are the two highest scoring father sons. You know, I, I, I know in the big 10, maybe in college, wow. but well, I, I don't, I don't know how, that, how you would track that, but yeah. They're up there. Interesting. So, you know, getting to know him as you did for that one year and playing with him, and I'm sure this, uh, this you've been asked this before, but um, it would have been really well, it would been great for fifteen thousand five hundred people to be in the building yeah. this past week. What would it, what it would have been like uh, for him? Do you think? How would he have accepted the fact that he's no longer on top? I think he would have loved it. I think he would have loved awesome. it. You know, thirty two years he held that record, and you know, even though. No one would confuse Luca and Roy right. when you look at them, but really, games are similar. Games are similar. Just a hard nose, hard working. Um, Roy Roy relied much more on his athleticism, especially early early in his career. Um, but both could score down low, and just I, I, I think they love playing for Iowa. I, I, I think that's one of the really cool things. You know, Roy played one year under Coach Raveling, and he was recruited by. By George and could have left and gone gone anywhere, gone anywhere you wanted and stuck it out and stayed and had a great career and and you know his helped get his son to Iowa and was mm-hmm. able to watch him play in college and you know just two of the greatest if not the two greatest Hawks of all time. You know the question always for people is the next level. I don't know Wade how much NBA basketball you watch, but. Luca, is there a spot for him in the league? And is he going to be a starter? No. Is he going to be an all-star? No. But is there a spot where the right organization will take a shot and he can stick and, and get a nice contract in the NBA? Yeah, it's it's so interesting, Trent. You know, and I, I do follow those NBA draft boards. I, I think it's kind of interesting. And once in a while, you'll see him as a late second rounder. But everybody talks about what he can't do and, and, and his deficiencies. You know, how about the things that he can do? 
you know, he's got great hands and great feet. You know, he he can pick and pop. He can mm-hmm. shoot the three. And that's what basketball is nowadays. You know, guys like Dwight Howard, they're a dinosaur. You know, if, mm-hmm. if you can't shoot the 20-footer or even, the you know, the NBA three-pointer as a 6'11 center, you can't hardly play anymore. So if you talk about the things that he can do, he's a good rebounder, big body, can play the four, can play the five. And I understand that he's, you know, not a rim protector, and I know they worry about him defensively. Can he guard athletic fours and athletic fives? But he checks a lot of the boxes, that pick and pop, and he can score and play multiple multiple positions. Um I think he's on an NBA roster day one. Um, will they get drafted? It's really hard to get drafted nowadays. You're talking about the 60 best players in the world. Um, but maybe a guy like that's better off not getting drafted so we can kind of see where he's needed. Um, but he's a heck of a player. Indeed he is, and, and I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm with you. He, he'll outwork anybody on the roster. That's another thing he's got going uh, in his favor. And look, this time last year probably wouldn't have happened. Uh, this is a case of, and they don't like age, right? The NBA guys would rather have a yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you know, who would you rather have on your, on your NBA I'm roster? I'm with you. Luka Gazer or, or, or Kofi Coburn. You know, Kofi Coburn was 3 of 11 the other night from, from the free throw line. If he doesn't get a dunk, he, he can't hardly score. He's, yeah. he's got a decent jump hook, but outside 10 feet, he's awful. And I understand he's, you know, 6'11", 295, but he's not real skilled. He's nice. not real skilled. So, you know, p- people have him getting drafted late first round, early second round, but I think Luka's 10 times the player that Kofi Coburn is. Let's get to, the, let's get to tonight, and we'll stay with Garzan. We'll stay with yeah. his matchup because big, Dickinson. Big four days. Oh, baby, it, it really, really and truly is. Uh, but Dickinson yep. Garza tonight. Appointment TV, Wade. I think so. I think so. And, and I think there's a really good comparison. You know, Hunter Dickinson is not going to you know, come down the lane and dunk on you. you know, his, his athleticism or his jumping ability is not great. Nope. Decent shooter, but not great. But he's a big body, and that left hand is funky. You know, he—it's just you don't see it very often. But he's a type of kid very similar to—I I think to Luca. I, I, I think he's from Maryland or DC or somewhere out east. And you know, was was a good recruit, but not a McDonald's All-American type of kid. But he—he he could be a problem for Luca tonight. We'll see. Alexandria, Virginia. I'm looking at it now. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I want to go to Wieskamp, who struggled for the first time in a while on the uh, weekend game against Penn State. He's going to get a couple of guys checking him that are two different kind of matchups. Livers, who feels like he's about as strong as anybody in the Big Ten. And then you get Franz Wagner with his length that he has at six foot nine. This feels like a huge contest for Wieskamp. And talk about putting film together, and if he's going to be making that jump after this year, this is what I'm going to guess that the scouts are going to be putting in the tape to take a look at. Good point. Yeah, I, I think NBA scouts, I don't think they can go to games, but they'll they'll be watching this definitely because they're looking at Hunter Dickinson. You know, he might be coming out. Obviously, Luca Weezy might might come out, Livers. This is a big game for, for, for Joe Wieskamp. You know, can he play against high-level athletes that have length? You know, can he get his own shot? Can he get to the rim? But he's been playing really well. I mean, they all know he can shoot it. But I think those scouts and the rest of the league, they want to see if he can – Put on the floor, two dribbles left, two dribbles right, pull up, get all the way to the rim. But he's sneaky athletic. I mean, Joe's long. Joe's six six, maybe six seven, and you know he's not quite Tyler Hero, but he's mm. he's more athletic than say Duncan Duncan Robinson. Yeah. 
Uh, when you've seen C.J. Frederick, as he's uh, back in the starting rotation and, and, and just gutting it out and playing through that plantar fasciitis, uh, boy, he was really good against Penn State and clearly needed him. Uh, that three-pointer that he shot late in the shot clock. They wouldn't have won the game. I agree with they you. They would have lost the game without him. I yep. totally agree. So what are you seeing as far as movement out of him? I, I don't notice the injury. Uh, I mean, he, he was clearly a step slower when he was trying to, yeah. you know, when it first happened. I'm not seeing that now. I, th- I think he's as close to, air quote, you know, 100% as he may possibly be uh, at any point, and they need that tonight, clearly. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely the expector. He's he's not practicing much, you know, and really nobody is this time of year. A lot of half-court stuff. He might go up and down during practice just to get a good sweat going, but those starters, sixth, seventh, and eighth man, they're not getting a, a lot of reps in practice, and I, I think if you watch how they how they play CJ, they'll, they'll play him, you know, three or four or five minutes and, and then give him a rest. To, to, to try to keep him fresh and try to keep him healthy because his his fitness just isn't you know where it where it was or, or, or where it will be but they need him you know they they need him on the court and if if, if they want to make a run you know if they want to be a two seed in the NCAA tournament three seed and you know make a second weekend type of run they're going to have to have him on the floor. So we talked last week, I think it was, Wade, with you about the improvements we've seen defensively, and you filled us in a little bit about schematically what they're doing. You guys in your era playing under Dr. Tom wasn't exclusive, but you played a lot of 2-3 zone, and a lot of times there'd be teams that would shoot over the top of it. I remember yelling at my TV even as a youngster (laughs) watching that unfold. This team has played more man defense, and there's something about it that, I don't know, is it more engaging just at this level where this team Though they're still, I don't think, a great defensive team, it seems like when they're in there, man, they're just a little bit more locked in. I think so. I, I think that's just, just a natural progression. You know, when you're, when you're playing zone, it, it's really odd to try to guard an area or protect an area. But when you're playing man, it's just really simple. If I'm guarding this guy, I basically follow him around, and when he has the ball, I try to prevent him from, from scoring. Um, I think they pick their spots. You know, like when you saw Wisconsin, Iowa was more athletic than Wisconsin at almost every position. Penn State, you know, they were as athletic as, if not more. Tonight, that probably won't be the case. Um, so I think they'll play a little more zone tonight than, than you might see. I think it's just with the different lineups, too. I think when they go Keegan Murray, they can play more man. Mm-hmm. When they bring in CJ Frederick, they can play more man. Um, you know, that's one of maybe the deficiencies with Luca is, is guarding people man to man. You know, he bangs on and beats on, you know, is physical with them, but you know him and Jordan Bohannon. That's that's not their strong point. Not their strongest point is man-to-man defense. But Keegan, CJ, uh, Joe Toussaint, you'll see you'll see more man more man defense when those guys are on the floor. Uh, it's going to be a rock fight tonight. I think it's going. It's it's. Um... And then and then Sunday afternoon, oh. Ohio State. Yeah, I mean they, of the two, get a split. I totally agree with you, and I think it's. Yeah. I think most yeah. Hawk fans would sign for a split right now if that was offered up. Look, wait, when you watch Ohio State, and I don't know if you saw the game on Sunday was terrific, Michigan and Ohio State, but you've certainly yeah. seen them yeah. this year. I don't know how they're doing it. I honestly don't. I mean, they got some nice parts, but I'd much rather have Iowa's roster than Ohio State's roster. Yeah. Yet there they are. You know, it's just ever so. So Michigan hasn't played much all year, and I still think they're the best team, but. But they didn't have to fight that gauntlet to, to, to go to Penn State, to go to Northwestern. I don't know if those weren't were the were the right teams, but they've been pretty fortunate. And if you look at if you look at Iowa's losses, besides the two Indiana losses, which Indiana's fighting to even get in, but they lost to Ohio State by five. They lost to 
who who else was a tough one? Um, Illinois by by three or four. Um, if Joe Tucson makes free throws at Minnesota, they, mm-hmm. they win that game. You know, they're really close. But I, I agree with Ohio State. They've got Dwayne Washington's good. Yep. Um, EJ Liddell Lots is really strong yep. inside. But they got they got seven guys that are six seven to six nine that are just pretty good athletes, yep. pretty good shooters. And that that, that left handed kid can really shoot it. They can't let him get hot. Um, Iowa's got better play, yep. I think, for sure. I'm with you. Good stuff, Wade Looking, Bill. Thank you for what you do for us. We will uh, uh, br- uh, put uh, put you back on with us next week, hopefully, if your schedule allows. Appreciate it, Wade. Thank you. March is next week. I'm excited. Good Anytime. to talk to you, as we are we. A couple of big tilts. Michigan, Ohio State. And, of course, if you can't be in front of your TV, they're down the hall on News Radio 1040 WHO. Excited to talk to Teddy Greenstein next. Points bet, formerly Chicago Tribune. Uh, we will pick his brain on what they're doing over there. So you told me that they're the ones that are, they won't move the point spread, right? Is that what I've heard about points bet? That they, that's the last thing? For instance, um, Chris Andrews at the South Point, mm-hmm. they don't want to go off a three. If they put it out there, yeah. they are going to keep it there, come hell or high water. And if they points can. bet does the same. Huh? I believe so. Yeah. We'll talk to Teddy Greenstein mm-hmm. next. Miller and Condon take you till noon. 1460 KXNO, 106.com. Global Direct Mail and Marketing is a local design and print shop that'll help you from start to finish. From design to printing and mailing it for you. From wedding invitations to birth announcements. And it's time to be thinking about those graduation announcements. No matter how big or small your project is, Global will work with you from creating a custom design to getting your project inserted into the mail. Global can design, print, and deliver. And Global can help your business grow with custom mailers designed to help you bring new customers through your doors. Located on 121st Street in Urbandale or call Craig at 515-282-3000. It's Global Direct Mail and Marketing. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 and 106.3 on the FM dials. We take you up until well, just before noon. In fact, we've got about 12 minutes of show left, and let's get right to our next guest. Excited to talk to Teddy Greenstein. We'd cross paths at Big Ten Media Days when Teddy was with the Chicago Tribune. You're going to be miscovering the Big Tens, particularly during the fall during football season. You were a great resource, Teddy Greenstein. How have you been? Man, I am great. Life changed a lot. 2020 brought changes for everyone, and it certainly did for me uh, career-wise. Left the trip after uh, 24 and a half years. Wow. Now it's quite set, and I'm glad uh, Iowa is one of our six states that we're in. So having a great time with this, man. That, that's good. And you know what? There's a lot of your fellow uh, journalists that are making similar moves, whether it be you know, to, to one of the uh, gaming companies or to a, uh, another type of media outlet. Boy, the newspaper industry, and I'm such a newspaper fan, Teddy. I shudder to think what yeah. it's going to be. I really do. I, I worry for yeah. it. Ken, I think you have every reason to worry about it. You know, the group that just took over the Tribune is all been capital, and these guys are absolute vultures. Like, if the industry average 
is cutting newspaper stats by 50%. These guys are more like 70%. They have a horrible reputation within the industry. So um, it's been rough. I mean, in, in the time that I was at the Trib, you know, the deadlines got a lot earlier. Uh, the staff, you know, we, we once had 35 sports writers. When I left, that left us at like 11. Um, smaller papers, less stuff that we could cover. Like Chicago needs a hero, man. We need a billionaire, yep. uh, some guy with some money to buy the Tribune and to say, look, even if it just breaks even, newspapers are such an important part of our democracy of, you know, holding uh, public officials accountable and covering high school sports and doing all the things that newspapers do. But nobody has stepped up yet. So you've got these vulture capitalists who come in and, and just sell, sell, sell. And, you know, the newsroom has already moved. It's going to be moving into the printing press. So mm. I don't know, man. We still need a – they still need a hero at the Tribune uh, to, to bail them out, I think. Yeah, hopefully they uh, they find that person. Uh, Teddy, I know that you used to you used to dabble in sports betting when we used to have you on before. You you like to make your way to Vegas. I believe the Paris uh, Hotel was uh, where you did a lot of a lot of your playing, if memory serves. Uh, so so, how did this new gig come about? And I see on there, Cappy, who joins us, Trent and I every Wednesday. He's now one right. of them. It's Paige Sporanic, she's doing a terrific job for you yeah. guys. Uh, how did the how did the move come about, Teddy? Yeah, Ken. So a few months ago, it's either July or August, I get a PR pitch, and it says, "Hey, there's a, uh, a site called PointBet, and they're mainly out of Australia, but they're making a big move into the states, um, you know, to compete with FanDuel and DraftKings, and they're introducing Devin Hester as their local Chicago representative. Are you interested in breaking the story and writing about PointBet?" And I said, "Absolutely, because you're exactly right. Any excuse I had to write about sports." Uh, Sports betting, I was going to do it. Like, I was uh, the guy handicapping all the big set football games against the spread, et cetera, et cetera. So I got to know the CEO, Johnny Aiken, and the PR guy, Pat Eichner, and we met up in Chicago when there were when points that was becoming legal in Illinois. And by the end of our, you know, dinner, it was like, man, we got to find a way to, to, to make this a marriage because uh, I think they were interested. I was certainly interested, and it's just been a blast. Um, you know, working with Paige, working with Cap. We're putting out content every day. We're highlighting games. We've got all these cool promotions uh, centered around some college hoops tonight. So it's a good time. And uh, I'm glad we have a big presence in the Midwest with Illinois, Michigan, Indiana, and Iowa. And uh, I am one of those customers at PointsBet. I was telling Ken at the beginning of the show, I was big on Arkansas last night. And I, for the first time, went down the road of points betting. I think I understood it. I think I got it, and it turned out to be pretty profitable for me, even with a 50-cent wager. But, Teddy, uh, fill us in a little bit more, and I'm sure you can explain it better, the difference. You can just bet on point spreads at pointsbet.com, but what you guys have with the points betting avenue? So a couple things there. So Alabama-Arkansas was our make-it-rain game. So Paige revealed a new game every day, and here's how the make-it-rain promo works. Today the game is Ohio State, Michigan State. All right, the line is four. You just bet either side of that, whatever you feel better about, and then you hope your team hits a bunch of threes. Let's say you think Ohio State minus four, and let's say the Buckeyes hit 10 three-pointers. You get $30 in free bets. <laughs> so either side, your team doesn't have to win. You get the free bets for every three-pointer your team makes. So, so Alabama-Arkansas was our game last night. Uh, tonight, shockingly, it is not uh, Iowa-Michigan. That's just a regular game for us. But 
the point spreading aspect is fascinating, and, and it's how we get our name. So it, it works as a multiplier. So, again, working off, let's say, Ohio State, Michigan State, each team will actually have its own points betting line, which I'm looking at right now. All right, so Ohio State's points betting line is five. Let's say you are so confident that not only Ohio State is going to cover that number, but Ohio State could blow out Michigan State. And let's say you bet $10 points betting. If Ohio State wins by 15, you win $100. So you are getting money per point. Now, it can be lucrative on stuff like point spreads for football and basketball. It can get crazy with, say, uh, a quarterback passing yards. Like, if you think Ben Roethlisberger is going to have a huge game and the line is 300, the over, and he throws for 400, you get 100 times your betting stake. So you can only imagine if you're betting 10 bucks a yard or 10 bucks a point, it can get very, very juicy. Yeah, indeed it can. So how much bigger can this industry get, Teddy? We see PASPA overturned, and boom, in the blink of an eye, New Jersey's in business, and then it's expanding out from there. Comes to Iowa. I think uh, the the month of January, we were at $148 million wager, and that was the first month that you didn't have to actually physically go to a casino to sign up. You could just jump on and download the app, uh, and away you go. Uh, More and more states seemingly are coming aboard. How big can it get? Yeah, I mean, uh, can you, you might have seen this, but in New Jersey, uh, for 2020, New Jersey saw more sports betting than Nevada. Yeah. Now, obviously, it was a strange year uh, with Vegas and people not being in sports books, but I think that was uh, surprising to people that, you know, mobile betting is as huge as it is and it's just going to get larger. Eventually, the hope is to be in 49 states. Apparently, Utah has something written into the state constitution. <laughs> it's going to make it impossible. But you've got all these states like, say, New York. So sports betting is legal in New York, but they want to protect the actual physical sports books. So they don't allow mobile betting. So the key is which states allow mobile betting. And thankfully, Iowa and Illinois are two of them. So it's going to keep growing. I would predict that we add two to three states a year uh, going out because, look, there's just so much revenue out there, so much tax uh, revenue for these states to, to, to accumulate. Like if you're New York right now, why aren't you legalizing it if New Jersey is? Right. If you are uh, Wisconsin, why aren't you legalizing it if Illinois and Iowa are? So I think all these states are going to realize there's, there's not much downside here. Uh, bring in the revenue. And, and it's safer. This way people are not betting for their bookies. You know, they're only betting with money they actually have. You have to fund the account mm-hmm. first. Um, it stays above board, and it certainly brings in a lot of revenue. Transparency critical, and that's what it does. No, no doubt. doubt. Yeah. Hey, Teddy, uh, with that – the content that you guys are providing and you know, we've learned a lot of people that are making that move over working for these different operators and sports books and and putting out content what is the future of the writing aspect as it pertains to sports betting is it previews every single day of the big games and and throwing picks along with it is it more going into the audio side of things and podcast what do you expect it and we're going to see the evolution of as it pertains to the sports betting market for people like you inside that business Trent, that's a great question, man. So, so here's what I'm doing. So I'm, I'm generally writing about once a week. Um, last week, I did six intriguing Australian Open bets, ways to bet on, on tennis. Because I think a lot of people out there would just think, oh, if you're betting on tennis, you pick the winner of the match. Hmm. No, 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 no. There are way more ways to bet. I mean, you can bet on a spread bet on games. You know, you can take, like, Osaka minus four and a half. Uh, you can bet on, you know, the first bet. You can bet on... 
is she going to be a straight bet winner or win in three? So I just filed a story about FCS betting. So PointsBet is offering action on 25 FCS games this weekend, including Northern Iowa. Yeah. And I can tell you this, we took a lot of action on did Northern you? Iowa. Wow. Like, we, we did. We did, man. And, um, you know, this week, Northern Iowa, I know, is playing Youngstown. I believe mm-hmm. the spread is six and a half. You can tell I just wrote about it. So, um, <laughs> you know, hey, if there's college football going on, we're going to be offering lines. There's no doubt. So um, I I feel like my job is to let people know what the uh, betting opportunities are. So, like, heading into the Super Bowl, I was filing one story every day, five intriguing Super Bowl bets. Because, you know, between the points betting that we just talked about and the crazy props, I mean, there ended up being thousands of different options uh, for people. So I'm not so comfortable saying, you know, bet the farm on one side or the other. Uh-huh. Uh, everybody is really just guessing on that. But I am very comfortable saying, hey, look at this, look at that, look at the point setting opportunities, look at these over-unders. You know, we had uh, we did a bet cast on the NBC Golf Channel uh, at the TPC, at TPC Scottsdale a few weeks ago to highlight the live betting options with golf. It's changing fast. Um, so many options. And as I told my parents when I took the job, like, do you think the average 22-year-old guy coming out of college is more likely to subscribe to a newspaper or more likely <laughs> to have the points that app open on their phone when they're watching football or golf or basketball, whatever it is? Um, so for people who haven't done it yet, the live uh, the live wagering opportunities are amazing as well. You know, you don't have to get your bet in by tip-off. You can just join anytime you want. It's awesome. Points bet uh, is uh, where Teddy works. Teddy, just real quick, we've got like a ninety seconds left. Literally, yeah. since, since you covered so many major championships in golf uh, during non-football season, you'd uh, seemingly be writing. You'd cover the Masters, etc. Obviously, the news yep. from a couple of days ago, uh, and with all that, he's four Tigers, forty-five years old now, uh, coming yep. off that back. Um, what's the likelihood? I mean, I don't want to doubt him. I want him back on the course. I think everybody does. Right. What's the likelihood? Yeah, it was so jarring to see uh, the result of that accident and his SUV. And then the first thought is like, will he be able to walk again? Will he be able to hug his kids? Yep. So I think everybody is so relieved that he seems to be okay. I mean, look, he was obviously already on his last legs in terms of competitive golf and five back surgeries have taken a toll. But guys, if we've learned anything about Tiger Woods, don't bet against him. I definitely, I never thought he was going to win another major after he could barely, you know, walk at Champions Dinner at the 2018 Masters, and he won in 2019. So uh, let's see how it plays out. But my God, are the odds stacked uh, against him stronger than ever? Points bet is available in Iowa. Find him online. Uh, and it's, it's a great service. Teddy, great stuff. Congratulations on the move. Glad you guys are here. Glad you're there working for them. And that might uh, provide us an avenue to reach out to you again in the weeks or months to come. Thank you, Teddy Greenside. Good to catch up with you. Would love to join you guys again. Have a great afternoon. You do the same. Teddy Greenstein uh, from pointsbet.com. Who's your play of the day? Wolverines. No. Land the four. Oh, your streak's going to come to an end. Hawks win outright. I hope you're right. <laughs> we'll see. Murph and Andy at two. The Fanatics at four. Cyclone Fanatic Radio goes tonight at six. We're Miller and Condon weekdays from 10 until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.